This episode of Ask the Masters podcast is brought to you by Genesis University. In today's episode, SWD Master and co-founder of Genesis, Skip Phillips, interviews SWD Master Dave Penton. Enjoy it. Hello, and welcome to the Ask the Masters podcast. This podcast is dedicated to discussions about the design and construction of water shapes. The hosts of the show are all certified SWD Masters who represent the leading builders and designers within the water shaping industry today. My name is Skip Phillips, uh, co-founder of Genesis, and I've got the privilege of being able to participate in the Masters podcast, and this is a different role for me, uh, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, interviewing my, my good friend and, and a stellar uh, master, uh, Dave Pitton. Thanks for thanks for joining. It's a kind of weird uh, for me to be on the other side of the microphone. I, I, I've been doing so many interviews, but uh, yeah, it's it's fun to to be here and to be interviewed by you. I'm I'm uh, that's fun for me. Well, you're a, you're obviously a big part of that entire educational system, uh, both in the leadership and and the type of projects you do are exemplary and and give everybody I think a great target uh, to strive uh, strive towards, but. Um, I have a question uh, from from my perspective is what was it the transition like for you to go uh, from where you started in this industry uh, to this? And obviously your perspective is going to be different than than mine, because when we founded Genesis, we really had no idea where it was going to go. But but you've you've been able to take advantage of it and the people in it. Uh, So why don't you go through that process? Yeah, so. You know, I I kind of fell into the pool industry. Um, you know, I had a buddy who had uh, was cleaning pools, and and actually one of my mentors from church. Um, you know, he was uh, uh, he he taught me to ter- taught me to surf, and he got me involved in the industry. Um, and, and two things to this day that I I, I still continue to do. Um, uh, but yeah, there was a, a summer in college um, that I thought, hey, you know, this guy's walking around and and in in shorts and and flip-flops and cleaning pools and and gets to be outside all day long and and uh being beautiful backyards and I, I thought that that's kind of intriguing I might like to try that and so um you know I hit him up one summer and said hey you know I need a summer job um can I go clean pools for you and and that kind of launched me into that um and then uh, it was back in the day when when California was having some real financial struggles, and uh, um, uh, a lot of the classes that I was going to take that fall um, ended up uh, being cut or dropped or anything, and so it was really hard to get classes that year. And I actually didn't get the the classes that I needed, and so um, you know my parents uh, really put a work ethic in me, and I, I had learned that from an early age, and so. Um, I, I made the decision that if I'm not going to be going to school this semester, I'm going to work full time. And, uh, and so, um, my buddy Lonnie didn't have enough pools. And so I, I, uh, went out and started interviewing and, and ended up with, uh, all reds pools, uh, store. I don't even remember what it was, but it was a huge, huge Southern California chain. And, and at that point, um, they had something like 7,000 pools on, on service. Um, so I joined that organization and, and, uh, started cleaning pools there. Uh, and then eventually realized, you know, I think I can do this better than, than the way it's being done and, um, morphed into, um, you know, it, well, not even morphed. I just, I made an intentional move, um, 
to, to start my own business. Um, I was still living at home. Uh, it was just me and my dad, uh, so I didn't have any significant bills. Uh, and so I just uh, quit one day and uh, walked through neighborhoods, knocked on doors, uh, kind of the old-fashioned way of, you know, hi, my name's Dave, and are you happy with your pool company? And, and uh, uh, built my business that way. Um, and so um, that's that's kind of my introduction into the pool industry. Um, and then uh, the the many people have heard the story. Um, I I was cleaning my best friend's parents' pool, uh, and they were they were a wealthy family, and um, they knew me. Um, you know, I, I had known them since junior high, uh, and so they had watched me grow up and and. Um, uh, Michael's dad pulled me aside one day and he said, you know, Dave, um, I think, I think there's more potential in you and, and you do a wonderful job for us and, and that, but he said, I, I just think that, I think that there's something more. And, um, he said, I have uh, a set of plans for a major backyard renovation. And he, he showed them to me and he said, um, I want you to build this job for me. And I said, well, I don't have a contractor's license. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't have any experience in that. And he said, I know. Uh, and he said, I'm going to wait. And he said, we have, uh, he said, I've done my research. Uh, it's, it's about a hundred thousand dollars for this renovation project and we will wait. And, and, um, and so they sat back and, uh, encouraged me to go get my contractor's license. <laughs> so, uh, I went, got my contractor's license and, uh, you know, um, after the uh, allotted amount of time, uh, when I got my license, came back in and engaged that job. And so, you know, this was back um, uh, around the uh, turn of the century, um, you know, 2000, 2002, um, when I did my first major renovation, $100,000 back then, that was actually a, a fairly substantial project. So that's kind of, that's kind of how I fell into the, the uh, pool construction side of things. Gosh, I wonder how many people uh, had a mentor or a sponsor and you had a job waiting for you and they were willing to wait for you to get done. That's That's got to be almost unheard of. This is the first time I've ever heard of it. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... it. it I feel really blessed. Um, sure. You know, I mean that that opportunity doesn't afford itself to many people, and 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 not even the fact that uh, the, the fact that they were patient, uh, you know, and they sat on those plans, and you know, they were excited to do it. They had it all drawn, but they sat on it and waited for me to get my license. Yeah, that's that's one of the most in, in, instrumental, um, you know, pieces to my transition into construction. Sure. What were you originally uh, pursuing in school? So uh, in school, um, I love math, and I, I have a very engineering mind, um, and so I was uh, I was a math major. Uh, I didn't know really what I wanted to do with that because, um, you know, uh, my family and everything we we camp. Um, my son and I go surfing two or three times a week, living here in Southern California. So I I always had that real outdoor um, you know uh, side of my life, even. Um, you know, I grew up in Buffalo and, you know, cold winters and everything. And um, but even back there, you know, we had a boat and we were water skiing uh, out on uh, Lake Erie. You know, we're out in the water, um, real, real outdoor oriented. And the idea of being, 
you know, a professor or anything along the lines. Um, I just loved math um, and still to this day I do. Uh, it comes very easy. I understand calculus and physics and, and engineering principles. Um, uh, but I didn't, I, I was a bit lost in, in what I was going to do. And then once I found the pool industry, um, you know, it was, it was, I loved that and I loved the outdoor nature of it. Uh, and then when I found construction, um, it, it gave me a bit of an outlet to really, um, to dive into engineering and, and, you know, not that I engineer my own programs or pro anything, uh, but, um, I can interface with the engineers and I can call them and say, you know, hey, I think this is, I think we're going to have some loading, uh, you know, in this part of the pool. Should we look at it? Or, you know, do you have a little bit too much here? And, and so that whole side, just understanding, you know, calculus and, and, and physics, really, I really enjoyed my physics classes. Um, it, it gives me that outlet, even though I never got my degree in math, it gives me that ability to, 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 to interface on those levels. Interesting. Well, having been on projects with you before, um, uh, I could name, you know, probably fairly easily the top five builders in North America, and you're and you're one of them. So oh, I can only uh, I can only imagine. I never knew this uh, whole process side, but you've got a family, and tell tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So um, I started chasing my wife in in uh, uh, sophomore year in high school. And um, we you caught her, caught her eventually, it looks uh, like. Eventually, <laughs> yeah. It, it was a process, though. Um, you know, my wife joked I was, uh, uh, sophomore year in high school, I was 98 pounds soaking wet. Uh, I, I actually remember midway through my sophomore year, I, I turned 100 pounds. So I was this little I've got body scrawny. parts that weigh that much. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and my my wife, you know, as a freshman in high school, she was, you know, captain of the soccer team and you know varsity and so she's this very athletic very outdoor um you know wonderfully talented woman and 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 you know we we liked each other but you know back then it was like she's like i cannot be bigger and stronger than my boyfriend uh, <laughs> and so um uh, so it took a lot of convincing we actually dated probably three times throughout high school um and and we never broke it off. We always remained friends after we had kind of broken up. Um, and then, you know, she went off to school for a couple of years and then came back. And uh, and by that time, I'm cleaning pools and I'm nice and tan and, and had kind of grown into my body a little bit. And, and uh, um, you know, and she, she kind of took notice. So, um, yeah, we've been married um, 23 years now. Wow. And, um, you, you don't even look like you're 23, but everybody looks younger to me. I'm 66, so everybody looks younger to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you got kids? I got kids. Yep, we had uh, we have four biological kids. Uh -huh. um, my son is almost 19. He's uh, he's wow. a senior this year and and going to be going to college next year. And um, you know, and then uh, uh, the surprise of all surprises, a couple years ago, um, uh, we decided to adopt uh, two um, two young black babies mm -hmm. uh, um, uh, out of the foster care system. Um, mm -hmm. We had a history with our son, uh, who's now our son. Um, uh, we had a history of him from even when he was uh, removed and placed into the foster care system when he was born. So we had known him for a while and... And yeah, just uh, just this last February, uh, we finalized the adoption of he and his little baby sister. So I now have a, a two and a three year old, uh, in addition to my four kids. Wow, what a blessing for them! That's amazing. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Um, 
So what brought you into Genesis? Uh, you know, you, I know about, you just explained about the process where you got your first project, but at what point in time did you uh, become involved in, in education in the pool and spa industry? So for a long time, I was bivocational, if you will. Um, I was doing remodel projects on the side. Um, actually, really interestingly, um, I didn't build my first swimming pool for probably six or seven years. It was all remodel, um, adding a spa. Um, you know, that I came up through the remodel ranks. Um, and, and the first two pools were, it's, it's almost frightening um, that I took on the projects. Um, uh, the one wonderful thing is that my mentor who brought me, who, who brought me in and, and, and gave me my first job as a maintenance guy, he was much further down the road than I was. And so he had been building for a number of years. Um, and so um, he was able to introduce me to really high quality subcontractors. And that's one of the beauties of living in, you know, a, a major metropolitan area is that there are good quality subcontractors to choose from. And so, uh, but I relied far too heavily on my subcontractors. And the only reason that those first few projects were successful was because I found the right people to, to make up for what I didn't know. Um, and, and so very early on, you know, I love learning and I love to figure things out. And I, 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 I have anxiety in myself if I don't understand something. Um, and I remember it was either Pool and Spa News or one of the trade industry magazines. I was flipping through and I saw a Genesis ad in the back. And, and I immediately was just dumbfounded because I didn't know that anything like that even existed. And, um, you know, that was back in 2006. And, um, you know, I immediately signed up. And uh, that was... Uh, I, Looking back on it, I wouldn't recommend this. Um, uh, I took elements of design very first because I learned. I, I figured, well, if I'm gonna I'm gonna do this, I need to learn how to design pools. So that was the first class I took, and and um, as I as I sat down and sat through that class, I realized just how over my head I was, um, and 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 I was actually pretty. Um, by the end of the first day, actually, yeah, it was the end of the first day, I was thinking, okay, I, I do not belong here. And I ran into Randy Beard in the hallway. And and um, I, I ne had never met Randy before, and he just has this this nature about him. He's jovial. He's very easy to talk to, and, and you know, he loves people and, and, and gets to know everybody. And, and I think it was he that approached me and could tell that I was a little... Uh, kind of down in the dumps and and, uh, and and just struck up a conversation and I said man I, I'm I'm not sure I belong here and he really just kind of took me under his wing and said absolutely you do where are you from um, you know we learned that we had you know that we were living in the same uh, you know I'm 20 minutes up the freeway from him uh, so he really took me under his wing and said hey you know come on down and, and jump in the truck with me and, and ride along and, and come see some of the projects that I'm building. And, and so he gave me the confidence to stay within the Genesis program. Um, you know, and I got through that class and, and it's the one class that I really want to retake because uh, I, I feel like I have so much more to learn uh, that I didn't pick up in that class. Uh, but by the time I was done with that class and, and, uh, you know, with the with the openness of the organization and the the willingness of all of the instructors um, uh, to to kind of 
take on somebody that didn't that, that frankly didn't belong there um you know i continued on and and uh you know after that the rest is history i mean by the time i started my second class i was all in and completely hooked and 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 though i still had the realization that i didn't know what i was doing um i had that it it had created that thirst and that hunger in me to to really get in and figure it out and 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 want to move all the way through the entire process well, if you do decide to retake that class, Kate Wiseman does an amazing job. And uh, when we were giving our schools in Germany, it was a lot of fun because that was one of the classes that we did. So I've, over the years, I've taken it multiple times. Probably nobody needs it more than me. But uh, but you'll you'll really enjoy it. And Kate's uh, Kate's an amazing instructor. Yeah. So, out of the um, out of the classes that you've taken, I know you've mentioned that you have a uh, a technical or a math bias, um, and independent of the one you just told me about, which one of the classes were the most challenging and which ones were the easiest for you? The drawing classes for me, I'm, I'm very artistically challenged. Um, and so the drawing classes have always been hard for me, uh, but I've always very much enjoyed them. Um, you know, the, that's another round of classes that I'd like to retake because I think, um, the, the principles that I learned in those classes um, have have really been integrated very well. Um, you know, I'm never going to publish any of my sketches, uh, but what I've learned in the field is how to, desi- how to draw a perspective drawing to describe a detail. Mm-hmm. It's ugly, the lines are squiggly and everything, but... I can draw it in such a way and show it to my guys in the field and say, this is what it needs to look like. And, and, and just that ability alone, um, you know, it has been instrumental in allowing me to um, interpret and to, to, um, to explain details out in the field. So uh, the drawing classes are hard for me. Um, you know, the, the hydraulics and, and all of that, uh, you know, those come easy. I love those classes. Um, you know, I've, I've, uh, um, been an assistant uh, um, in the hydraulics class with Dave Peterson quite a bit, um, you know. But I just retook just a couple of weeks ago. Retook the 20th century architecture class. I've taken that a couple of times, and and that's something that I really want to grow into a little bit more um, because it's I love design styles and I love to be relevant and to be able to walk into a space and understand what the house architecture is and and what the influences are and you know when you should uh, you know do a detail or when you shouldn't have a detail in on a certain project yeah and in genesis we've had a few different instructors for for that course and each one of those folks brought something different to the table Uh, so even though it's theoretically the same class you get a much different spin you know uh, each time and and i love what you just said about the uh the drawing class because I think that people in this industry they want to get an immediate return when they take a class in other words it's time consuming it's expensive and and uh, so how do I get uh, instant gratification well that's a learned skill it takes practice but if somebody was to ask me what was the class that I probably made the most money off of the most return off of and I admittedly don't draw uh, nearly as well as obviously our instructors, but good enough uh, to say it was clearly drawing, uh, clearly the ability to sketch just exactly like you said it in front of a client or in front of the team. Uh, there's a confidence 
that you have with that, and there's a uh, confidence the client base has where you can you can understand and translate that. And coming from the pool industry and being able to do that, that's almost unique. Sure. Yeah. I, I you hit on something really important there is the client that it instills in the client the the confidence it instills in the client um you know to be able to um you know and and i work with a lot of architects as well and it instills uh, um, confidence in the architects um they i use it with architects to explain to them here's how i think that you want this to be built and and they'll come in and and you know kind of resketch it for me but it allows for a dialogue that words can't describe um you know we have whiteboards all over my office my guys call me all the time hey how are we supposed to do this and 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 words just don't capture it sometimes and i'll just go throw a quick drawing up on the whiteboard and you know it's not going to win an art project but it it accurately displays what needs to be done in the field i I think you're absolutely right and unfortunately the this industry when it does have uh, programs along that line they're generally presentation biased it's all about closing the sale Mm. Um, so whether it's SketchUp or Pool Studio or whatever it happens to be, and those are valuable programs, but if you don't understand the principles and you don't understand the joinery, it's garbage in, garbage out. Sure. You know, you just got a great presentation pool of uh, tool of a very ugly pool. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, uh, oh, that's that's interesting. Um, so, how many projects do you currently do now? Uh, we get asked that a lot, and it's a tricky question for me to answer um, because um, I think at last count we were on 13 projects uh, that we have up on our board in the um, uh, in our warehouse, but probably eight of those are dormant, if you will. Um, you know, a, a lot of our projects will go two and three years, uh, and we're not engaged through that entire time. Um, you know, we have projects that are... Uh, most of our jobs go in with the house, um, you know, and some of these 20 and 30 and 40,000 square foot homes take three, four, five years to build. Um, you know, we just finished one where we dug the spa in the basement in uh, late 2014. And, you know, um, mid 2018, we were finally finishing up the pool. So three and a half years. So, um Normal rhythm for our company is we're probably active on anywhere from three, four, five projects at any given time. Um, we have four field crews that are out and about all the time, every day. Uh, but that's kind of the normal rhythm and kind of the, the sweet spot, I think, for us. I don't want to get... Um, I, I'm so engaged in each of the projects. Um, you know, I, I go to them all the time uh, that I don't want to spread myself too thin and have too many things going on where I can't, you know, keep an eye on things and be there to answer the tricky questions for my boys. Sure. So, Southern California, Arizona, uh, parts of certainly parts of Texas, Florida, those markets have a pretty strong pool of of subcontractors. Uh, certainly, Los Angeles does. So. Um, what what is it that you have chosen to do in house? I mean, obviously you can't do everything yourself. And having been on uh, a couple of your projects with you, uh, they were monsters, and uh, you wouldn't want to be doing thirteen of those at no. the same time. Exactly. Uh, but you're right; you stagger them, and unfortunately, it seems like all of the hard parts hit the same time. You know, uh, and generally it, it would happen to be tile and 
coping or something. Something that's exactly. Just, no matter how much we try and stagger, it doesn't them. matter. My wife is she's always saying, "Well, can't you just tell them no?" I'm like, "No, you know, well, inevitably <laughs> we will have three jobs that we're having to add water in the same month. You know, and we haven't added water in a pool in nine months, and I got three that are finishing next week. So Jimmy Reed has to triple his cruise just because of you. Yeah. Um, Okay, well that's that's interesting. So uh, in what, what do they do? Yeah, yeah um, what I discovered was that um, uh, I love the mechanical design side, and I can really sink my teeth into that. Um, and my lead plumber is is I think um, one of the top two guys in all of Southern California um, as, as far as integration and understanding. And he and I can communicate on a level that even our field guys don't understand. Um, uh, but that's one of the things that I found um, that we needed to bring in-house um, because having the mechanical trade as a subcontractor, um, we're constantly having to bob and weave and to, um, you know, uh, as, as designs morph and situations in the field come and change, um, you know, it's not uncommon for us to go out and, and have everything set. And then, you know, an architect comes in and says, hey, we want to make the pool, you know, four inches shorter uh, or do something like that. And we're having to go out and, and make little tweaks uh, to all of our systems. So, um, you know, trying to have a subcontractor do that and do it responsibly and not um, not kill me on change orders and things like that. Um, you know, I, I found that that was the, the best for us to do in-house. We do a little bit of, um, of our own forming. Um, you know, obviously some of these uh, flying pools, you know, we, we have to bring in, you know, commercial framing contractors that are uh, structural concrete guys um, just because of the liability. But um, really, it's all of our mechanical systems we do in-house. Um, and then I can have control. You know, I'm, I'm one of these weird guys that, um, you know, one of the first things I do when I walk onto a new project is, you know, I'll glance at the pool, but show me the equipment room, you know, right. and I'm always critiquing, hey, that pipe's not you know, perfectly perpendicular and that. And so I wanted to be able to have that control and, and have my mechanical rooms be just as much of the piece of art as this is in the backyard. Well, it shows, and I've been to them. The, the other part is, is that when you come in, you're intimately involved at the plumbing stage. The other deficiencies, if they happen to exist, show up where the steel's out of whack, the forms are out of whack, um, you know, and, and, and fortunately you're catching it before uh, the shotcrete phase, which unfortunately makes it a lot more difficult sure. <laughs> to fix. Yeah, and and being so deeply and intimately involved early on, um, you know what you do at the beginning, uh, it affects everything down the line, and that's you know we see that so often where there's. Um, you know, there's things that weren't completely fleshed out properly at the beginning and you know you move through the end of the project and you don't think about anything until you get to the end and you're like oh that where that pipe is sitting in the pool shell that's not going to really work with the finishes that we've chosen and, and so you end up compromising the overall aesthetic beauty of everything so um, you know just being real intentional up front kind of smooths the way all the way through the end of the project so um I know that you've been instructing in, in Genesis, and uh, some of the uh, programs that I've seen, uh, it was really about your projects. It was project profiles. So I think educating or teaching and, and having the intimate knowledge that you have on the projects, which are amazing, uh, you, you fill the house. I mean, uh, especially the ones on the show floor. 
So what has that been like for you to go from somebody that um, you had one client that was willing to wait for you to get your license to build a pool, and now you're at an international trade show, and it wasn't that much later, you know, 15 years, something like that, uh, and, and you're relaying your information, your teaching skills, and the details of your projects to the most demanding audience in this industry. What's that like? It's a bit humbling, um, uh, but but what I really love about it is um, is the mentoring aspect of it. Uh, you know, I had the um, the pleasure of being mentored by you know by you and my other Genesis instructors, uh, by guys like Randy, uh, you know Lonnie, who got me into the business at the very beginning. Um, mentoring has been one of the most influential things in my career that has brought me to where I'm at, um, and so I really love teaching from that kind of a perspective uh, and being able to have an interactive classroom experience where where the the students are asking questions and I can be, um, you know, kind of teaching and, and helping them understand, you know, here was the challenge and that. So um, that's what I find the most fulfilling. I don't necessarily need the accolades about, wow, that's really, really cool. Um, you know, I, but it I is see, really, really cool. It is really cool. <laughs> I, I do love that about my job that, that we get to you do, you know, unique and, and first in the world details and, and all of that. I mean, that that's what gets me personally up at, in the morning and, and keeps me passionate about it. Um, uh, but on the, on, on the teaching side, I really just love, um, giving back, you know, it's my give back to the industry. The industry has given me so much and it is, uh, it's, it's allowed me to get to the place where I'm at, uh, and just, you know, the, the pleasure of giving back and watching other people rise up and, and, um, you know, uh, supplant me. I mean, that, that would be, you know, such a great honor to be able to, um, you know, watch another guy come up and, 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 and become a peer of mine, uh, you know, bidding against projects. We've got, you know, Grant Smith is another master, uh, who's really kind of, um, uh, upped his game the last number of years. And, and, um, you know, we're, we're bidding projects against each other. And, you know, we have a, we have an understanding and a handshake agreement that, you know, Project X that we're both bidding on, um, we will not talk about it uh, until the project gets given to us. And, and if he gets it or I get it, you know, we have that, that mutual understanding that it's about the client and, and it's about delivering the best for the client. And, and the knowledge that both of us are going to give that to the client is, is uh, reassuring. He's a great guy. And when you, when you think about all the people, not that are currently in the, the master's system, uh, but you've got all of the people that are deep into the educational system and they're getting close to going through that funnel. Mm -hmm. uh, there's, there's hundreds. Yeah. Uh, and, and, um, uh, and now we've got some of the ladies that are, uh, very close to that. Um, so it's, it's been a lot of fun to watch. So when you talk about mentoring, um, uh, from from my perspective as somebody that was involved early on uh i don't look at it so much as mentoring anymore as much as i'm i'm blessed to be a part of that group i just happen to get to be a part of it um yeah somewhat instrumental in starting it but but it's what it is today because of the people that are in it and so if you don't if you don't have that perspective uh i think you miss uh, you know what what the cool parts are and 
and being able to see your projects and how you how you've been handling yourself in front of the people. Yeah, and I think um, one of the things, you know, there are uh, Genesis is obviously the cream of the crop, and and we are um, the the only accredited education within the industry. Um, there are other classes that you can take in the industry, and um, you know, but 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 the difference with Genesis is those classes impart information, and and it's it's about book learning, and you know, we all know that. Um, you know, book learning can only take you so far. And uh, the thing that I love about the organization that we're a part of is that um, it's it's equal parts the learning, but it's also about the camaraderie and mm-hmm. just the family nature. And, and once you join Genesis and, and once you graduate into SWD, you're part of a family. And I know that I can call, you know, Bill in Connecticut and say, hey, you know, I've got this detail and I, I saw you did it on this job. Can you help me out with it? Or I can call, you know, Rick in Arizona and say, you know, hey, how did you make that acrylic panel fit into that particular space? And there there are specialties all over the country and, and, and frankly, all over the world. Um, you know, uh, within the organization. And, and once you join the organization, you have access to all of those people. And, and we all collaborate all the time. And people call me, you know, about weird hydraulic details and, and, and that, and, and I can help them. And, and, and I don't feel bad about it. It's, it's just the camaraderie is, is, is as much uh, a part of everyone's success as it is about the education. Yeah. And it's collective. Um, I know that somebody asked me one time, well, you know, shouldn't Genesis be geographically biased? In other words, no matter how good the the, the group of people is in that geographic area, there can only be one mm. somebody called master. And that is the antithesis of who we are. The best thing that could have happened to me uh, over the past, I don't know, 35 years or whatever it's been since I've been doing this, would be to have the level of people that are in Genesis Masters now all be in my backyard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we could, this these conversations about whether you comply with ACI criteria or not, or whether you use flex pipe or not, would have been a non-issue. Right. Uh, so you can't you can't change the world having one master in Iowa. You know you're you're going to have to have more people that buy in than that. Yeah. Yeah. And and. Um... You know the reality too is that our um, the the fundamentals of building a pool are the same, and and uh, everyone that can attain um, you know SWD status and and master status if they choose to go that direction. It doesn't mean that you know they're going to be the most expensive or the most arrogant or anything like that. It, it just means that that we're all committed to be. Um, the most excellent within our demographic and within our chosen, uh, you know, uh, price point. You know, you can have guys that the fundamentals are the same, whether it's a $30,000 pool or a $3 million pool. Yeah, totally agree. And I, and what you said earlier about, um, you know, just being the best at what you do, regardless of the, uh, the, the contractual obligation on the project. Uh, building, designing a really great forty thousand, sixty thousand, depending on where your market is, uh, and really just uh, to somewhat uh, being able to create a part of our system. And I think this is something that we we need to do, and and I see it uh, see it happening. Is that not everybody does uh, construction in concrete? So being able to have a venue where somebody can achieve master status, 
but their venue happens to be stainless or it happens to be fiberglass or it happens to be uh, vinyl. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, it'll be up to you guys. It won't be up to me. Uh, but uh, it'll be interesting to see if we can create a, a format that, that allows that and promotes that to happen. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it's that's that's been my goal this year as the, the head of the advisory board is to really kind of um, – uh, allow people to 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 feel like they belong within our organization um, you know we've had a number of years where people think that it is all about building the the trophy pools and and really it's not um, you know the principles are the same all across the demographic well you're doing a a, a great job as the chair and i and i think back um, i was in my deer stand in texas and we had a phone conversation mm-hmm. over some stuff and and it's it's just been uh, a real privilege to see how you've um, continued not just to in your education and to be a better builder, but to be a better leader. And you you always had integrity, but then along with that, there needs to be the strength, especially when you're leading a group. You know where where the principal leader you have to say when <laughs> we're not doing we're not putting up with this anymore we're not doing this anymore and 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 you have that and you do that with authority and and that is that is a change that's that's happened just over the last few years and it's been a real privilege to watch that occur yeah thank you i mean it, it's it uh i I, I hold that loosely too, though, um, because um, you know I, I try to make sure that we are inclusive. Uh, but there are certain bedrock foundational elements that we're not going to budge on. But and it's ethics driven. It that's, is. That's what I mean. Is that it's not personality driven or arrogance driven. It's or manufacturer driven. driven. You know, which we see so much in this industry as well. It's Correct. not. It, it's not. Somebody's not paying me off in the background. You know. It's, sure. It's, yeah. Well, when you think about the amount of support Genesis has, and it isn't just the students or the instructors, we have the finest manufacturers on the planet that sponsor these programs. Uh, They could do other things with their money, but they've chosen to take a leadership role in creating an environment where people can excel. And uh, and certainly uh, you and and the other folks in Genesis are certainly doing that. Thank you. Well, it's been a it's been a privilege. I I understand we're teaching together tomorrow. I'm looking forward to that. And yep. uh, we'll have Benedetti. There's a wealth of information. Oh gosh, the encyclopedia <laughs> of the industry is what no I'm kidding. Does he sleep? By the way, I don't think he ever sleeps. I, uh, he's going with me to uh, New Zealand, and fortunately, we won't be on the same plane because he would, he would <laughs> be talking to me. Time. He would be talking to me the whole time. Anyway, I'm I'm thrilled that that uh, you're an integral part of uh, Genesis, and I think this industry is uh, blessed by it. Oh, thank you very much for your kind words. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Asset Masters podcast, and don't forget to check out our Facebook page each week on Tuesdays for new episodes of the show. I also want to encourage you to stop by the Ask the Masters Facebook page and invite other like-minded individuals to join us there as well. Feel free to jump into the conversations and even post your own questions. We want to create a community which fosters learning and discovery for the betterment of us all. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Please be sure to subscribe and feel free to share 